All right, so um, welcome back. We just uh, got through watching WWE Hell in a Cell about an hour ago. Ben, what you think of the show? What I liked, I really liked, and what I didn't like, I actually despised. Oh, okay. And it, it will become very clear to you which, um, which areas I despise. Okay, well, we're going to start off with the kickoff show, which I know you don't watch, but I have to watch for for the Aftermath, the podcast that we do, so... Um, oh, I will, well, you know... No, I enjoy, I, I enjoyed it. I would say I feel bad for you, but, you know, you're the guy that doesn't have to watch Monday Night Raw on a daily basis because you're doing another podcast. So, really, do I feel bad for him, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> What do we have for him, Johnny? Can I can I get a drum roll? No, I don't feel fucking bad for you. Do the pre-show, you son of a bitch. I said I enjoyed watching the pre-show. Well, that's that's because you find Randy Rose to be yummy. Well, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, but uh, speaking of Mandy Rose, so that was uh, the match. Uh, we had Natalia defeating Mandy Rose and making this match, I believe, um, nine minutes and 46 seconds. And it wasn't a bad match. Well, that's actually surprising that they gave it that amount of time considering how they're booking the women nowadays. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to... The opening show of the show and uh, our first matches, the first of two Hell in a Cell matches, Bianca Belair defeating Bailey to retain the women's SmackDown Women's Championship. I swear, any any time these two get in the ring, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a really good um, product. I I really like um, Bailey. I think I think her work speaks for itself. And in terms of Bianca Belair, I have to tell you, I, I I really like her athletically. I think from a charisma standpoint, she's got it. But her her character now, in comparison to what it was with NXT, is so watered down and stupid. Um, you know, because this this whole all right, let's talk about the build, and then we'll talk about the match first, and you, you'll you'll begin to understand why why I bring up a Bianca Belair's character before I talk about the match. So this entire build, if you want to call it that, because it was really less than two weeks worth build for this. Um, she she got pissed off because. Uh, because Bailey was laughing at her, and they had that segment a couple of times where, um, where Bailey set up her face on all the screens in the uh, like award, award-winning Thunderdome uh, to laugh at her. And, and yes, I I like the segment, but really that segment in and of itself um, is not enough to. Get me invested in a hell in, hell in a cell match. You know, you know, uh, you know what I, you know what I did like. You know what I did like. I like the one, the Ding on Hello uh, episode edition where with Seth Rollins when him and Bailey started laughing. I literally laughed out loud as soon as he started laughing. 
Yeah, that, that was pretty good. Um, Especially Seth with the, with, the, with the way he was shaking his legs. Yeah, he was laughing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, don't get me started on another Seth Rollins rant. That's a, for another day. Okay. Um, but, but, you know, the, the, the thing is, the match itself really over-delivered, in my opinion, for, for how poor the build was. Um, but all credit to, uh, to these two women. I, like I said, I wish uh, Bianca's uh, character was a little bit better. I think, I think um, her character has gotten weaker since she came out to the main roster. So, um, but in ring and everything else, she's got it. I, I, but it's just a... Uh, it's a byproduct of um, WWE's micromanagement, I think. So that that's one complaint. And then talking about the actual match itself, I I actually really like it. There were several uh, several segments of it that I really enjoyed. Um, the uh, the sunset flip powerbomb um, by. Uh, by Bailey onto Belair, you know, onto the cage. That was that was sick. Um, and then the other another sick one was where uh, Bailey took the um, the spine buster onto the kendo sticks that were, you know, put in the support mechanisms on the on the cage. And then I love Bailey's comedic timing. I'm not sure if you noticed this, but don't make all the shut up. You know, everyone already knows. Yeah, that that was that, that was, was really so, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, <coughs> pardon me. I think um, I think. I think this match was not as good um, as the match last year. Um, but um, t- talking talking about um, last year's women's Hell in a Cell match, I thought that was very good. Um, and then the, the ending was really cool. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. You know, the stuff with um, Bianca's hair, um, I get it. to stop. I get it, but it's just, it's getting to be overkill. And they had so many hair spots. And it's just like, please stop. Please. I'm begging you. Um, Let's see. And then the finish, the kiss of death on the ladder. Oh my god, that was sick. I yeah, I like that one. Good. I mean, good gracious, these these. I have no shame in admitting that these women in this particular situation have bigger balls than I do to even attempt that move. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> That was that was like whoa. 
And then, uh, you know, next up we had Cesaro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They did give this uh, match 19 minutes and 45 seconds. Right. Okay, go on, next one. And um, next up they had Cesaro and uh, Seth Rollins. This was a really good match. It's just, it was hard for me to get invested because... Cesaro has been largely off TV um, to sell that attack by Seth Rollins. Um, and um, prior to that, he had um, he had obviously just lost against uh, Roman Reigns, which by, by itself I don't have a problem with because it was very obvious that he was. It's just that I feel that um, by having him off TV for so long, uh, that Cesaro kind of lost his momentum. And just the way that... Um, I don't like the, the roll-up as a finish. I think that that is kind of cheap. I did, I did like... The, I did like it being used as a counter to the Cesaro swing. That was cool, but I think you can I think you can do something other than a um, other than a cheap roll up finish. But other other than that, um, th this match uh, this match was pretty good. I I would I would still say I preferred. Their WrestleMania match. I thought that that was a better uh, outing for them. This was all over the place. This one, but yeah, this one was. It was good, but like I said, it was hard to get invested into. Yeah, because it was all over the place. Uh, and like I, I just I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I just like their thirty-seven one better. And this one got 16 minutes and 15 seconds. And then moving on to the next one. Now, Ben, uh, please, please tell me I'm not alone here. Alexa Bliss defeating Shayna Baszler. They gave the match seven minutes. And I, I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I see where they're going with the Shayna Baszler. Like, they're making her this, she's this tough, uh, badass who's not afraid of anything, but... Finally, like they're showing her that like something actually scares her. So I get it because, like I said, I I was into those old dark movies of the seventies that uh, with puppets and stuff. But this match. Well, first of all, I have to say, very respectfully, sir, I disagree with you regarding the uh, the puppets and shit. I think this whole storyline, this whole feud has absolutely, completely, unequivocally sucked the life out of me as a professional wrestling fan. This shit sucks. I feel, I feel like I'm back in 1995 watching Papa Shango or some shit. Oh, dude, that character was awesome. Are you serious? No, no, he, he was not awesome. Just yeah. knock it. I what? Do you know why they do you know why they they uh, they stopped that gimmick? Why is that? Because he literally scared kids. Okay, that's how good he was at it. What he did, that's how good he was at his job. 
Well, still. Yeah, but that was so creepy. I love it. I don't know what you're talking about. Papa Shango was awesome. Well, no. Pa- Papa Shango is awesome, but in 2021, with a with a five foot tall, you know, li- you know, little girl, and, and and now you expect me to believe that a badass former MMA fighter is scared of a fucking doll? Actually, and and not o- not only is she scared of a fucking doll, not only did we have that embarrassing segment on my birthday, which if you didn't hear that rant re- regarding that, you need to go back. I to enjoyed the- it. Oh, oh, you are so full of shit. Your eyes should be brown. No, yet. no, I did. I went back to watch it. Oh, the whole segment. Just just ignore him, folks. He's he's having a he's having a. <laughs> He's having a senior moment. He needs to rehydrate on. He, need, he needs to rehydrate on his insurance, so he stops <laughs> saying, so he stops saying stupid shit. <laughs> anyway, this is absolute atrocious television because. Not not only do we have all the other shit that we that we've dealt with with Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler and and Nia Jax and fucking Reginald and whatever. Yeah, can I can I can I just say hold on that that match um that one part with the uh, Nia Jax and Reginald that, that, that was just stupid. Like when uh, Alexa was just like staring at Nia and Nia was making that stupid face, like <laughs> saying oh. No. Yeah, and then she and then she slapped um, <coughs> she slapped Reginald, but then in addition to that, she, she also hypnotized Shayna Baszler. Oh my god! And uh, we 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 into Raw on Saturday because I cannot believe what I saw on Monday Night Raw, which involved Alexa Bliss. It was, um, yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, going to yeah. get into that on Saturday because, no, we have to talk about that. What the hell? Oh, please. Please, let's. And and just um, just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, you're definitely going to want to tune into that because you are going to hear one of my famous rants. And I, I really have not gone off on any... Um, rants lately, but I'm, I'm feeling a very strong one coming on around uh, Saturday, Saturday night at 8 o'clock, so just be prepared. Okay, so, okay, yeah, so this was like 7, like on, on my other show, I gave this a 0.5, I gave it an F. Absolutely. Oh, thank God I'm not alone, because the other guys, uh, I... I actually found it to be like kind of decent. They gave like a between a C and a B minus. I'm like, no, I'm the only one that gave. I'm the only one that gave it an F. Okay, okay. Well, my respect for you has has risen once again. I I was I was a little bit concerned with your fanboyisms of my birthday being ruined by. <laughs> I'm a fucking doll, but uh, nonetheless. <laughs> okay, so, so the next match we have is Sami Zayn defeating Kevin Owens. They gave this one 12 minutes and 40 seconds in. Why is uh, Kevin Owens still selling a throat? There was a, 
injured like two days prior. Well, well, first of all, the fact the fact that Kevin Owens has to sell anything for Commander Aziz is a right. fucking embarrassment. It's terrible. Commander Aziz is like the worst. You know, between Omos and Aziz, I'd rather see Omos in a ring. Well, well, at least uh, at least Omos has AJ Styles in his corner. Commander Aziz is just terrible all around. I agree. Um. So, what about this match? I I I enjoyed it because um you know Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn you know you can't really go wrong. Um, I I will say that I think that this was their worst effort to date in, in a WWE ring. I don't think it rises above any anything else that they've uh, done. Over their over their WWE tenure and beyond, um, but then again, uh, WWE television uh, tends to set the set the standard quite low, so it's not uh, it's not hard to impress me when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are in the ring when uh, what I've had to witness beforehand has by and large been absolute shit. Um, but, um, so not bad, um, but not nearly to the level what, that I've seen them go before. Um, I, and, but I was, uh, as I mentioned to you earlier this evening, I did not do well with the predictions for this show. Um, I got several predictions wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, 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 I mean, I, I picked uh, I picked uh, Bianca. I picked uh, Cesaro, which, which is more, what I, I got wrong. I picked Alexa Bliss. Uh, I think we picked Kevin Owens, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're uh, we have one, two. We have two and. Two right and two wrong. So so far we're not doing too good. <laughs> okay, is our next match for the Raw Women's Championship? Charlotte Flair defeating Rhea Ripley by disqualification. They gave this one 14 minutes and 10 seconds. This match was fucking stupid. You like this? No, not at all. Oh, what did you not like about it? Besides everything. <laughs> well, well. First of all, it's it's just that every single opportunity they make Rhea Ripley look stupid, okay? Because because at one point she hit the she hit the riptide and she went for the pin and it was so obvious that all she needed to do was pull Charlotte away from the ropes, and she would have won the match. But no, she couldn't do that. Charlotte got a leg on the ropes and thus broke up the pin. I think that just makes Charlotte stupid. Um, and, and nothing about this match um, made it feel important. Nothing about it screamed that it was a championship match. And why 
And why would you make your women's champion look weak by by securing a DQ finish? Charlotte Flair is the heel, not not Rhea Ripley. What is Rhea Ripley doing with? I thought Rhea Ripley was a heel as well. No. She certainly was acting like one on Monday night when she told her that interview to get out of her face. She's prepared for a match. <laughs> no, Rhea Ripley is not a is not a fucking it's not a fucking heel. Oh, okay. No, I just, uh, just sometimes you can't really tell like uh, with her interviews. Is why I was saying. Yeah, and then um, I. And that's the other thing. It's so interesting that you should that you should bring up the interviews. I am so done with the main roster version of Rhea Ripley. I can't get invested in a goddamn thing she does. And see, you went you went back and listen. She's she's her accent comes and goes, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. It, it, but on top of that. This woman can't cut a promo on the main roster to save her life. Dude, dude, if if you'd seen her in NXT UK, she was so awesome. I did see her in NXT. Oh, you did. Okay, no, because I know you. I know you said you didn't really watch much NXT UK. Well, I, I, I'm not overly familiar with it, but I saw enough of Rhea Ripley. All right, okay. I mean, yeah, she was she was awesome in NXT UK, so. And NXT US as well, and 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 the uh, and the main roster version of her is just fucking terrible. Oh, oh well, I'm not gonna ask this. Well, I I am gonna ask you, but I already know the answer. Did you, what about that one part where she screamed in that match? No, stop. <laughs> she said she sounded worse than Brock Lesnar when he screams. Oh shit, Brock Lesnar! Oh yeah. Have you ever have you ever heard Brock Lesnar scream? It's not exactly intimidating. Yes, I did. I did hear it. It was terrible. It was terrible. Like what the hell? <laughs> it's, it's it's not exactly intimidating. And that like, oh! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> what the fuck is that? that- anyway. That brings us to our main event, the second Hell in a Cell, Bobby Lashley defeating Drew McIntyre. They gave this one 25 minutes and 45 seconds. This, for me, I give this one an A. No, 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 no. And I will tell you why. Because the, why majority, because the majority of the match, I agree with you. The majority of the match is very good. First, <laughs> ten, first 10 minutes were a little slow. And then it really picked up, and they beat the shit out of each other, which is something I very much appreciated in a hell on a cell situation. Um, but the reason why I say <coughs> the reason why I can't say this was a great match. Did you see how stupid the ending was? Um. Oh boy, remind me again because uh, there there were two parts to the ending that just absolutely murdered this for me. Okay, yeah, go ahead. One 
was was when Bobby Lashley choke slammed uh, choke slammed Drew through the table on the on uh, from the ring to the outside. Okay. Um. There, there was a uh, there was a moment where you could very clearly see a hand come out from under the ring, pushing more broken table debris into the picture. To oh wow, is there someone else under the ring? Yes, there was a production. There was a there was a production person underneath the ring pushing more debris wow. to make the wow. to make the table break look more impressive. Wow. There that, was, that, okay, that's just that's bad. That's sloppy. Uh, it looked terrible. So I'm always gonna rip on that. That see what pisses me off about that is you know here are these two um two stud athletes you know, busting their ass to have a to have a really good match, and then pr- production goes and ruins it, and by doing something like that, and making wrestling look like a fucking carny sport, it it makes a a, a profession that I love look stupid when. When you got May Young's son, aka the hand, making an appearance at Hell in a Cell. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, hold on, hold on. That was awesome. <laughs> May Young's well, son. <laughs> well, I, 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 that was so cool. That was so great. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed because I sure, certainly didn't. And then no, the, the reference. No, 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 I get it, but I'm oh, just yeah. saying. Um, and then the second part was this entire spot was executed on top of a crash pad, and they did nothing to hide it. Oh my god! Why do they so, do? Why do they do so, this stuff? So you, so you, and and this is something I also want to discuss after the match, after the after the main card is done because. There's just a few things I wanna I wanna bring up as to why I really am growing to despise the gimmick pay-per-views now. Okay. Um but but here's the thing. So you have you have the hand, you have the crash pad, and then you also have MVP getting inside of the cell. Oh, it was bad. What, I mean, to, okay, let me ask to you. To help. Hold on, let me ask you. MVP yeah. get MVP get gets inside the hell himself. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> Duh. What? What exactly? But but it also by having someone get into the cell when it's not done for a specific storyline purpose. I mean, this this is not Kane breaking off the hinges to beat the shit out of The Undertaker in 1997. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is this is this is a, a way for for MVP to help um, Bobby Lashley retain the title when there should be absolutely no 
outside interference in a Hell in a Cell match. This is what I hate. That's because my that's my understanding. The Hell in a Cell is supposed to keep everyone else out. Exactly. So now, so so now, not only do you make the Hell in a Cell structure look bad, you're also you're also making the stipulation of the match look stupid, and call that into question for the fans at the end because. If you recall, Elio, the stipulation going into this was um, was that this was going to be Drew McIntyre was the last opportunity at the WWE Championship as long as Bobby Lashley was champion. Mm-hmm. So now we've opened the door for um, for Drew McIntyre to get another opportunity because. There was there was some bullshittery. Please no. And I I just I don't like that. And, and but and then as we saw on Monday Night Raw, the best the next best option you have as a challenger for Bobby Lashley is Kofi Kingston. I'm sorry, I don't want to see that again. Because as it stands right now in his current run. Uh, you know, Kofi Kingston hasn't done anything to earn a WWE championship opportunity. And as we're going to get into on Saturday, folks, but I have to bring this up now because I just can't fucking hold myself back any longer. Now I'm supposed to take Kofi Kingston seriously as a WWE championship contender, but he's throwing toast at Bobby Lashley while challenging him for a WWE title match. Excuse me. I told, I, I told you I didn't watch Raw, but I did watch that the, that opening segment, and that was disgusting. That was... You expect me to take this seriously when, when Kofi Kingston is throwing toast at Bobby Lashley? First of all, um, fuck WWE for doing that, first of all. I, I know... I, I know that I know the new day has a history of throwing pancakes and doing stupid gyrations and shit, but now now you have Kofi Kingston challenging for the WWE championship. It's time to cut that bullshit out. You're not exactly making Bobby Lashley look good when you're having when you're having him get toast thrown at him. Okay? I mean, good God. But 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 let's get back to Hell in a Cell for a minute. Mm-hmm. I really feel like they should absolutely abolish these gimmick pay per views and just use the cell when they build a storyline up properly to where it warrants a Hell in a Cell match. None of these matches needed the Hell in a Cell gimmick to be pulled off. None of them. Especially the WWE Championship match because you had MVP get involved and fuck it up anyway. So really, really what what was the fucking point of the Hell in a Cell situation? Um, but, but But here's the other thing, and this isn't necessarily talking about just the pay-per-view, but I want to go back and analyze the last, the last, the last few days from Friday to, to Monday night, what we saw last night. 
Okay. So, so first of all, on Friday, out of nowhere, it gets announced that that SmackDown is is having the first ever uh, their first ever Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown with Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. Come to find come to find out the re- the reason why that was done was because Roman Reigns didn't want to work on Father's Day and he wanted to be home and that's why they moved it. Uh, seriously, that's why they moved it. They moved the pay per view match because a man wanted to be home on Father's Day. Now I don't blame Roman Reigns for wanting that. But the fact that he has that much power in WWE, that's a little scary. Yeah. But but then again, I'm not I'm not gonna knock him if he has that much power and he doesn't want to be involved in this bullshit anyway, because the whole the whole the whole thing with Rey Mysterio was built up in, in two weeks and and there was no need for for that to be a hell in a cell match anyway. Yep. It was not. And I defy anybody to explain to me how that match warranted a hell in a cell stipulation. It was diabolical. Because it because the explanation just isn't there. Okay, so then there's that, right? We then we have the two Hell in a Cell matches on Sunday. And I will say I, I do like how the pay-per-view was bookended by Hell in a Cell matches. I did enjoy that. Um, and then here comes the bullshit again. And this is the last piece of uh, Monday Night Raw I'm going to mention before we review it on Saturday. How fucking stupid and invaluable or I should say uh, lacking of value does does the Hell in a Cell stipulation have it's so tarnished at this point because the only reason they have it on Monday Night Raw was because USA Network got pissed off because SmackDown got a Hell in a Cell match for no reason. Okay, I, I heard that. I thought that was I thought that that was like a joke. That's for that's for, that's the actual reason. Yeah. Because wow. W Wow. Because WWE was kissing the network's ass. So so you're cheapening the Hell in a Cell gimmick even further. Because it's supposed to be a special attraction match, but we see it four times in three days. Right. That's not, that's not exactly special attraction. Exactly. What? I don't. What? what I mean, what? What the fuck are these people doing? And once again, for emphasis, I will ask you, Elio, yes, what sir. the fuck are these people doing? I have no idea. And then, oh, and then just, as a, just as a teaser, ladies and gentlemen, we had a new superhero debut on the latest episode of Monday Night Raw. We have to talk because that is ridiculous. It was. Oh, I, I was already talking about it with a mutual friend of ours. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't contain ourselves. Oh, my God. 
God. Okay. We, were, we were like, what the fuck is this stupid, 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 asinine bullshit? I, oh, I man. just, I don't understand it. Oh. I, I, I really don't. So, um, but, but, you know, the last couple of points that I want to make, Elio, is the... If you look at this card, uh, you know, on on face value, you, you know, you got a lot of good matches here. You know, you got you got Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, which was a really good match. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, like I said, I didn't think that this was their strongest effort by a long shot, but the two are incapable of having a bad match. Then you have... Then you have Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, and I was very excited for Rhea Ripley. I mean, I thought she was she. I thought she was going to be the next big thing. And then you know, the, the way Charlotte Flair is booked. Can, can I just ask you a question? What What's do you think? What do you think of Charlotte Flair overall? I think uh, I like Charlotte Flair, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't want to see her as a champion anymore for a while. Because how many how many titles does she? How many times does she have to be champion? Well, thirteen so far. But but the, the thing is, the thing is, and I want to be very fair here, so I'm going to try to be. Okay. I think Charlotte Flair is a very good professional wrestler. I don't think she's anywhere near the best as as she is portrayed. She is portrayed as if she is the greatest thing in women's wrestling. She's portrayed as if she is the Jesus Christ of women's wrestling. I so and it, it it pisses me off to no end because because look and I, I I give her credit she's very good she said she's had some very good matches that I thoroughly enjoyed you know for the four horsewomen redefining uh you know pro wrestling I I understand that um I do not understand the need to shove her down our throats as if she is the female John Cena or Roman Reigns. I don't understand that at all. Um that's my that's my first complaint. The second complaint is is that they want to make the argument that she's the greatest of all time. Elio, she's not even the greatest on the roster today. She's not even in the top five of the women's roster today. I wouldn't call her the greatest of all time. What? I wouldn't call her the greatest of all time. Not by a long shot, okay? And and I'm I'm, going to make my argument here, okay? I would take Io Shirai over Charlotte Flair. I would take Asuka over Charlotte Flair. Okay. I would take Shashina Baszler over Charlotte Flair. Okay. I would take Becky Lynch over Charlotte Flair. I would take Sasha Banks over Charlotte Flair. I would take Bailey over Charlotte Flair. All right. 
<laughs> she is nowhere near the best at what she does. No, I'm sorry. That is, that is not me being a hater. I acknowledge, I acknowledge what she's done. I think she's a very good professional wrestler. Please don't, please don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say here. But the way that she is portrayed in WWE makes me so fucking sick. I never want to see her on my screen ever again. And that is a disservice to Charlotte Flair because, as I just said, she's a very good wrestler. But she, but she can't cut a promo to save her fucking life. She can't. When did she cut a promo that didn't put you to sleep? Uh, never. Her promos are like human Benadryl. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's just, it's like all the 20 Valium, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, I don't understand it. Ah, God. Okay, well, that's enough pitching um, from me for one review. Um, Any final thoughts uh, from the Uh, gentleman before we shut out the show? No, so what are we going to grade this uh, show overall? I I would give it uh, uh, a C. Okay. Yeah, I believe it's an interesting average show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Ben, and, and, and just once again, Alexa and Shana, all this shit needs to end. This is terrible. This is, this, to, to me, let me just bottom line this for you. I didn't think we could possibly get any worse than Bobby Lashley and Lana. To me, this is nearing that territory. This is terrible. Okay. So, with that being said, that's my final rant for the evening. And and uh, and that's the end of the show. Because as I've just been nicknamed by my co-host, Stone Cold Ben Pierce said so. So. <laughs> Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Ben, for Ben and Elio, we will uh, talk to you on Saturday.